What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Meek, um, coming with She Versus Her podcast. I'm just doing a little quick snippet. This is not even going to be really like a full episode, so to speak, unless I get the kind of rambling. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm just really feeling um, some type of way right now about a few different things. So I just don't have anywhere else I can release this energy right now. So it's not really talking about um, anything podcast related. It's just right now I kind of want to speak on how I'm feeling about some things. So we're all adults here. You know, we, we all have been experiencing life, experience life currently. You know, we have our ups and downs goods and bads and whatnot, whatnot. Um, but I'm, I'm really having a problem with just family dynamic. And let me tell you why I say that. I say that because I'm personally not super duper close to my family. Um, for several different reasons, I, I choose to kind of keep my distance. Um, it's, you know, kind of stemming from things in my childhood for the most part. Um, So I'm not close with, you know, my family on really my father or my mother's side. It's really just like me, my siblings, and my dad. Like, that's really just it. Um, And, I mean, I'm okay with that most of the time. I would say probably, you know, every couple of months or so, I'll, I'll think, you know, damn, I really wish I had like some girl cousins that I could hang with, talk to, chop it up with, vent to, blase, blase. But then shit like today happens, or I'll say shit like the past few months happen. Now, the story that I'm about to tell is about a friend of mine. It's not a, a situation dealing with me because I'm not this close with my family. So, you know, this this friend of mine, um, they're really close, you know, with their family for the most part. They're close with, you know, their mom, um, the aunts, uncles, cousins, things like that. But it is a small, tight-knit family. Um, and if you guys know who I'm talking about, I'm not going to say, um, any names, but you may be familiar with the situation just based on little bits of information that you may have gotten leading up until this point. So my friend, their grandfather passed away, uh, back in 2015. Um, and he left a house. Um, one of his wishes before he passed away was to not let the house go on foreclosure, basically not let, you know, it it be taken away. He wanted to keep the family in the house. I mean, the, the house and the family, damn. Um, he basically the, the history of the, the house is the, the grandmother purchased the house long, 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 long time ago, probably 40 years ago, maybe. Um, the house had basically been paid off at some point, but you know, some things happened. They refinanced the house. So boom, there's a little bit of a mortgage on the house. So, you know, it's about $25,000, you know, but the, the family that was living in the house was, uh, basically not keeping up with the payments, you know, 
maybe can't afford it, maybe just decide to do other shit. It, it, it is what it is. We ain't in there. We ain't making the money for them. So I can't really say why they ain't paying it. They just not paying it. So the house is getting ready to go into foreclosure. It's literally like weeks from being foreclosed on. Maybe not weeks. I'll say maybe two months or so out from being foreclosed on, which is a pretty fast time. Like that shit can turn around in no time. And it's, it's two weeks, I mean, two months in it. And you, you lost the house that you had in, in the family for 40 years. So my friend, you know, wanted to basically do what she could to keep the, the house in, in the family. You know what I'm saying? So what what was done was she went and took out a personal loan, not even a mortgage, a personal loan to pay off the house cash. You know what I'm saying? Use her credit, blase, blase, pay the house off cash. So, um, you know, there was some things that needed to be done with the estate and taking the, the, the house out of this person's name or whatever, whatever, in order to be able to sell it. So there were attorneys, of course, involved as with any transaction as far as a home is concerned. Um, there were attorneys on both ends. So um, purchased the house. The aunt who had the house, basically, she was running the estate and blase, blase. Um, now, all of a sudden, it's like she has a problem with the fact that the niece has purchased the house. Um, Even though she assisted her with purchasing the house because according to her, she no longer wanted anything to do with the house. Um, Didn't want it to end up on her credit as a foreclosure because she wasn't living in the house um, and, and she didn't want anything else to do with it. So she was cool with selling it. Sold the house. My friend paid $26,000 for the house. $26,000 cash closed on the house. Boom. The aunt and the uncle that are living in the house, she had them sign um, leases, lease agreements, basically with the amount that they are to pay each month and the stipulations, just like a regular business transaction, like grown people pay rent and shit. So, you know, okay, cool. A month or so goes by. And my friend receives a check from the mortgage company that they that they paid off to get the house. Um, and it's for twenty six hundred dollars. So. Apparently. My friend paid twenty six hundred dollars more than what was actually owed on the house. So it was a refund. Now, I'm not no lawyer. I ain't a law student, a paralegal. I don't even like to watch lawyer TV shows. But the legalities behind this is technically, if there's more that's paid on the house than what's actually owed, the money that is refunded technically goes to the people who sold the home. Okay, so we understand that there is a legal aspect to it. But legal and moral are always two different things. And typically, they're always on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you get where I'm coming from. So, 
Legally, the money goes to the estate or whoever is over the estate. But morally, my friend was only purchasing the house so that two people would have a place to stay because they they were living in the house and not paying the bills. So she, she bought the house so that they would not be out on their fucking asses. That's number one. And number two, I take that back. Number one was because the house had a 40-year family history tied to it. And she was trying to hold on to that. Number two, she was trying to keep from two people being out on their asses. And number three, I think I forgot my number three. So let me back up. So morally the money should have been hers. Let me tell you what I would have done if I was in the situation. Say I'm the person who is living in the home and this is my dad's home and I don't want him to lose it, but I'm struggling right now. I can't pay the bills. I can't afford to catch it up. So here comes, you know, a family member you know, they buy the home. So I know I got a place to stay. All I got to do is, is pay them a fraction. I'm talking about I, right now I'm renting. I don't even own my home right now. Right now I'm renting and I'm paying 800 plus dollars a month for my apartment. I got a car note. I got car insurance. I pay a light bill, a cable bill, a cell phone bill. I got kids that I got to feed. Um, I don't get no EBT because um, I make too much. So they say, even though I don't fucking see it, but that's neither here nor there. The point is I don't get no EBT. So everything that I'm paying comes out my pocket. We talking about with this home, people who paying $225, $250 and that's it. But if you're struggling to pay that, whatever. But th- but that was that was what the agreement was for. They signed the agreement, or I signed the agreement. I'm paying two hundred and fifty dollars a month. Okay, cool. But then my family member also comes to me and says, "Hey, apparently, with the purchase of the home." I overpaid. I saved the house for us. I saved this house for us, for our family, for you to be able to have a place to lay your fucking head down at night. I saved this house, but I overpaid. Legally, the money does belong to you all. It belongs to the estate. But you didn't put any in an in any money to save the house. You weren't even keeping up with the bills to keep it from going into foreclosure. I wouldn't have had to do none of this shit. So why would you think that it's okay for you to keep the money when you ain't put no money in? Fuck what the law say. We family. So... I'm on the outside looking in, but I ain't really on the outside looking in because for the most part, I'm right there. I don't witness 98% of these fucking conversations from party to party talking to different people. I watch my friend 
I watched my friend call her aunt, the aunt who was in control of everything, not her mother who's the oldest and should have been controlling everything or handling all of the business with the estate. But I watched the youngest aunt ignore repeatedly several times for several fucking months ignore her text messages ignore her phone calls don't answer her fucking door when she comes and knocks on it when she's in town it's it's sickening to have to witness that and me being the person that i am i can't even come out my mouth and say nothing because it ain't my family because i'd have been popped all the way off and i can't so i have to vent to you all because I feel like I'm about to explode on the inside because I can't say what I want to say because that's me stepping over my boundaries as a friend. I can't cross that line even though I know in my heart it's all in protection of her. It's all to protect her. My issue is is that I've witnessed this lady Avoid her, ignore her. And now I'm witnessing her say nasty things. Let me, let me back up. So this is what happened. So my friend went to Facebook. She never goes to Facebook about anything, but she went to Facebook about this because for two months, um, June, no, May and June, She uh, had been reaching out to her aunt because she was just saying, you know what? I'm tired of trying to reach out to her about this check. I'm tired of trying to contact her lawyer and everybody's giving me the runaround about the check. At this point, I just want to give the check over. I just want to hand the check over and whatever happens, happens. If they don't give me my money back, I clean my hands with them. I'm done. They ain't got to worry about me no more. I was like, I think that that's a great idea. Just take the fucking check to where you need to take it to, to the lawyer office, drop it off, rip it up, smack them in the face with it. I don't give a damn what you do. Just just get rid of the fucking check. And, and whatever happens, happens. $2,600, it's a lot of money, but it ain't enough. It's not, an, it's not enough money to me for your family to fall apart about it. But I understand if it does. Um... But twenty six hundred dollars, we 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 make that we we make that with with no issue. That's that's every that's 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 a commission check for us. So that's not anything to sweat over. You don't have it right now, so it's not anything that you need. But I understand the principle behind it. So go ahead, take the check, do whatever, whatever. She calling the lawyer. The lawyer giving her a runaround. She called her lawyer. Her lawyer called the lawyer. He acts as if, you know, oh, yeah, she could just come down here and do whatever. But when she tries to schedule the lawyer, giving her giving her the runaround. Okay, so cool. She goes to Facebook after two months of trying to reach out to the aunt and trying to reach out to the lawyer and getting no results. She goes to Facebook. She didn't name any names. She didn't say if she was talking about a friend or a family. She simply said she doesn't understand how when people's parents pass away, they act as if they can't handle themselves as adults. Everybody just running around like a chicken with their fucking head cut off. That was the gist of the post. She didn't say, 
anything about handling business. She ain't said shit about no fucking check. She ain't said shit about no fucking house. But all of the siblings, not her siblings, her aunts and uncles, all of them got in their feelings about that. And I told her, I said, a hit dog a holler. If y'all don't know about the old phrase, there you have it. But someone who feels like the shoe fits, they definitely will wear it. They're going to they're gonna scream so loud. They're going to feel so much like you're talking about them because they know you're talking about them because they know what they're doing. Needless to say, this was about a month and a half ago when the post was put up. She got off of Facebook shortly after, like a little detox type of thing. And now all of a sudden it's like blowing up. Everybody got a problem with the post now. So this aunt is like passing messages through her mom, which is pissing me off because first of all, wrong or right, my child is always going to be right when I'm defending them against anybody else. I don't give a fuck if I saw Becky kill Samantha. Becky ain't did shit when I'm talking to anybody else. But when me and Becky get home, I'm going to cuss Becky the fuck out and handle Becky how I need to, which I would not name my child Becky, but whatever. The point is, I'm going, I don't care if it's my dad. I don't care if it's my brother. I don't care if it's my kid's father. I don't care who it is. I'm going to always back my child. I'm going to always defend my child. Before I defend or or take someone else's side, even if I know that my child is wrong because I'm going to check my child. The only time the only time that that is going to be different is when it comes to the education, things like that. You have to get to the bottom of it ain't about picking sides. But in something like this, when I know for a fact that my child did nothing, nothing wrong. I'm going to defend the fuck out of my child. I will defend my child until I have nothing else in my body, not a breath left. So number one, her mom's not defending her. That's pissing me the fuck off. That's pissing me the fuck off. Like that shit is blowing me. Number two, her mom keep passing messages and it's like, yo, she done already told you, stop passing the messages. If this lady got something to say to her, she can call her. She could text her. She could send her a Facebook message. She could come knock on her door, whatever she feel like she need to do. She could do that if she want to, if she want to talk to her, because she's already tried to reach out to the aunt and talk to the aunt and she's avoiding her. So at this point, if the aunt has something to say, then she needs to reach out to the person that she has a problem with, not pass no fucking message. The, we talk, we're talking about 30, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 45, 40, 50, 50 year old motherfuckers that's acting like they're fucking half their age. Passing messages and sneak dissing and sending idle threats and all of that other dumb shit like. Where I come from, we don't play like that. I'll swing on a nigga like they on the street and I don't know them from Sam. And it could be my fucking, my fucking aunt, my daddy's sister. 
I don't give a fuck because at the end of the day, I'm grown. I pay my own bills. I'm taking care of my own shit and you ain't doing nothing for me. Never did I hear her be disrespectful to this aunt. Never did I hear her call her out her name, say nothing nasty about her. She don't talk about her in the streets, even though the aunt running around talking about her in the streets, talking about she going to have her locked up for fraud and all kind of shit. And I'm just sitting like, bitch, if you don't call her a bitch, then I'm going to call her a bitch. I don't want to hear about the shit because that shit is pissing me the fuck off. Like, I can't sit and listen to that shit. And I'm kind of rambling because, again, it's like just getting all of this shit out right now. Because this shit is like so crazy how family will fuck you over. Like, they really will fuck you over. And let me not even get started on the fact that motherfuckers is living in the house and not wanting to pay rent. But then they feel some type of way when she go And get them fucking evicted. But bitch you signed a lease agreement. That said if you didn't pay fucking rent. You was going to get fucking evicted. So why the fuck is you in your feelings? Because you ain't. You expect to live for free. Bitch you was a grown ass 40 year old ass fucking man. Working two fucking jobs. And you don't want to pay no rent. Bitch fuck you. Get the fuck out. And um, don't let the door hit you. Where the good lord split you. I don't give a fuck about that. All of that shit is is stressful. If people understood the shit that we have to go through on a day-to-day basis, just with our regular nine-to-five job, for those of you who have experienced anything like that in your life where you're just really stressed out with the job that you're trying to do and you are looking to try to make a career out of something else and you're working towards that, you don't be wanting no other stress, no other shit from nobody else on the outside interfering with what the fuck you trying to do with your your day-to-day like your normal life like the shit that's gonna make you rich the shit that's gonna make you comfortable and settled for the rest of your life my nigga ain't making no money off this house right now that's a l she got a twenty thousand dollar debt right now And they acting like paying $250 a month when you already owe me $600. You act like paying me $250 a month is going to kill you. And then, when, and then when I go get you evicted, oh, I'm handling, I'm handling business like I'm handling the situation like it's a business. Bitch, it is a business. I'm not making no fucking money. I don't owe you nothing. Like, motherfuckers is really crazy. Like, people really crazy. People really, in their mind, feel so fucking entitled. And that shit bugs bugs my soul. Like, I can't stand an entitled motherfucker. Get your lazy ass up. Work. Earn the shit that you got. I don't give a fuck if you ain't never work a day in your life. Your daddy is dead now. And it's time for your ass to get the fuck up and work like a man. And stop having everybody else take care of you. That's that point. And then this shit with this house. Like I'm just like to the point where if she don't cuss they ass out. Rip that motherfucking check up in they damn face. And say fuck all of y'all. I'm gone. And don't talk to none of the motherfuckers until they learn that they ain't gonna fucking be able to make it without her. Because they can't. They haven't been up until this point. I've watched everybody ask her for money. 
not pay her the fuck back. I've watched everybody ask her for money at some point for something. And we ain't talking about no $20. We ain't talking about no $100. We talking about $500. We talking about $700 to get a nigga out of jail. Like, we talking about money. I, I don't watch my friend go in her fucking savings account, get motherfuckers cars fixed, pay motherfuckers rent. For the fuck what? For them to give you your ass to kiss? Nah, fuck that. I cut motherfuckers off for a whole lot less. And if you gonna wanna, if you gonna wanna move on in your life, you gonna have to cut that negativity. Cause all they doing is trying to bring you down. Get rid of the fucking check. Get them that shit. And move the fuck on. Period. But I just had to. I didn't even mean to go on for 25 minutes. But I just needed to. I just needed to get that off my chest because that's why I don't deal with my family. Right, That's why I don't deal with people in general for the most part. I got a close, close, tight circle and I keep a lot of people out of that shit for a reason because I ain't got time to be testing niggas to see if they going to do the right thing. Nah, nigga, you got one time. You got one time with me and it's a rizap. I'm not fucking around with none of that shit. Money ain't ain't fucking easy to come by. The value of a dollar is shit to nothing. So my money that I work for hard, it, it means something to me. I work for it. I earned it. It's mine. And I want to spend it. I'm not fucking around with somebody that's, that's out to hurt me. Like you out here slandering my fucking name, passing messages and shit like a little bitch. Like that's the type of shit that... If it was anybody else that was fucking with her like that, then I would have been pulled up on them to fight. Um, because God ain't changed that part of me yet. Like I ain't with, I ain't with none of the fuck shit. Um, I, I'm just not. I can't handle that shit. That shit really irks my soul. It really does. And I know when she listens to this shit, she gonna get mad at me. But at least I ain't say her name. But if you know who I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to talk to her about it. She ain't going to talk to you about it. But at the end of the day, she'll be all right. Because that's what this shit is for. And one of these days, she'll learn to release some of that shit. Otherwise, she's going to end up blowing up on somebody. And it ain't going to be pretty. But that's it for tonight. Um, I did just want to let y'all know. Um, I'm probably going to try to come back next week and do a podcast. Um, I got some fun stuff that I think I want to do. I want to do like, um, like a, a question, a quick hit question and answer type of thing. Um, as far as, um, like the, the top 15 most embarrassing questions, um, that people want to ask lesbians or, um, like questions for girls who like girls, <clears throat> something like that. Um, and we'll try to do a recap on this past week. I got to let some more shit play out with this whole Nicki Minaj thing, this whole safari thing. I'm going to let some more stuff play out. Um, try to see what's going on with, um, Basketball wise, love and hip hop and black ink. Do a quick recap on all of that. Um, 
so next week we should be pretty good. I'm looking forward to be like Saturday or Sunday. Then I'm going to hit y'all up again. I know I got a busy weekend coming up because um, school getting ready to start. But yeah, I'll be back with y'all about um, some different things um, like that. Nothing else. I might have a guest host or somebody on. Try to see if I can find somebody that wanna that wanna kick it with us. But y'all have a good night. I appreciate you listening to me. And remember, like anybody that try to fuck you over, cut that energy. Fuck that shit. It doesn't matter if it's your mama. It doesn't matter if it's your daddy, your grandma. It doesn't matter if they ain't feeding you. If they ain't financing you. They ain't making you happy. I ain't going to say the other F word. But if they ain't making you happy, they ain't trying to help you get where you're trying to go. They're trying to hold you back. Or they just bringing negativity in your life. Like, cut that shit. It's 2018. We got, we got like four months left. Five. September, October, November. December. We got like four months left. Really like three and a half. We got, you know what I'm saying? We got, we, we ain't got time. Or four and a half. What the fuck ever. Whatever. Um, but it ain't, it, life is short. Life is short. Like people drop dead every day and, and they be in perfectly good health. Anything can happen. Anything can happen at any time to anybody. Life is too short. Live your best life. Be happy. Do what makes you happy. Enjoy your life. Stop, stop walking around harboring hate towards people. Cut them off. You ain't got to hate them. Don't think about them. Cut that shit off. That's it, y'all. Live your best life. Have a good night. Sweet dreams. I love y'all. Deuces.